Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of HOA Nightmares, where today we're going to cover uh, a wide variety of topics that I'm personally extremely excited about. Uh, Steven, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good. Feeling really good. Uh, I think we got a, a good episode ahead of us. Some interesting situations that you, you never really can, can plan for until they happen. It's true, and I, we thought that you know, planning this episode, we would want to cover a couple of these things that, um, yeah, to your point, you got to kind of navigate through, and and there's no there's no guidebook for this. So I think as the the tone we've taken and a few others, we want to try to tell some silly stories, but also you know help our listeners out there with some of the things that that they may be dealing with, and um, and who knows, you know, I think we're we're certainly also very open to taking any of your questions or feedback or comments at HOA Nightmares One at Gmail So you know, let us know if you've you know, had a real, uh, a real head scratcher, but let's, let's get right into it. You know, yeah, there's... I think there's an endless amount of, of things that can, can possibly come up. You know, we've, we've got, uh, our, you know, the two of us thinking about, you know, what we've dealt with, but you know, there's, there's a million different ways for, for things to go sideways. Uh, oh, for sure. So, yeah. So, you know, uh, don't, don't, uh, be shy about telling us what your problems are. We can, we can try to help give advice or, um, or simply, you know, scratch our heads along with you. Absolutely. Well, I think, you know, to kick things off, I um, was in a meeting recently and we were looking at our budgets as we kind of typically do go through, um, you know, how we're standing on our operating budget, where we're spending, where, you know, how things are looking, where we are with collections, which is always a hot issue because I think, you know, it's something that most boards, I think, deal with in some form or fashion. And for us, they're our, our newest accountant was pointing out that we had one unit that was particularly problematic in terms of how much money was owed to the uh, association within the maintenance fees. The challenge was, mm, and it was it was a boy. pretty substantial amount. It was about forty thousand dollars. Wow, that so, is a lot yeah. of money. So this person had not been paying for 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 literally years. Um, and what was so challenging about it was that Dude, bef- before you get into that, I just have a question. So with yeah. that substantial balance. Had this been not brought up before? I mean, was there any sort of history of the past board even attempting to address this? I, you know, great question. And I, I'm assuming that the answer is no, because we weren't really told about any of this. And it didn't come to light until we realized that the previous management company was managing our money so poorly. So I don't think the board asked about it because they basically what what had happened was all of the money was just lumped into one fund. So this company had truly I mean we were, once we started seeing some of these issues when we got into the board we we started you know having these calls and and we're trying to understand because they weren't really sending much reporting so we didn't really even have an accurate accounting of of the state of our finances which to me was a huge red flag for any management company. Um, so especially one that was handling, you know, that should be handling some, some of your books in some, in some way. So we're on these calls and it, it was truly shocking that their kind of lead finance guy had such little grasp on what money was. I mean, it was like this guy lived his life with monopoly money. Like it was (laughs) when you say lead finance guy, I mean, does this guy have any qualifications or were you aware of they, they required any qualifications? No, I don't. I don't think they required anything because this guy, I think, got a like degree from the University of Phoenix online in like clown school. Like this guy was an absolute <laughs> joke talking anything about money. Um, 
we had been interviewing other account, like separate accounting, like firms, like a, just, you know, like a, a small shop to help with our, our bookkeeping. And so we asked that person to join the calls and she was asking the absolute like basic questions that they could not answer. And then he was just getting really defensive. It was one of those things where that's when we knew he was a complete moron was he wasn't even attempting or saying, you know what, let me go back and look into it. It was, I don't like this line of questioning. Like, why are you? Ooh, yeah. He just got very really defensive. defensive. Yeah. Really quickly. Like, so we were like, all right, yeah, this guy's the, an idiot. <laughs> the Maury guest of, uh, of financiers. Exactly. Which, you know, normally I, I will always stop what I'm doing for a paternity showdown. But... And I, I, I know you do. I know you oh, do. Yeah. Always, but when you're when you're messing with our building coins, it's a very uh, it's a very different very different set of that's maddening. That's maddening. I mean, the it's I, I can't say we've ever had a situation that drastic or or that uh, uncomfortable. But you know, it is very frustrating when you know you're as somebody who is not doing this as a full time job, somebody who is you know donating their time, trying to do the best that they can you know, and make your, your own building, your own living space, a better place. And these so, you know, so-called quote unquote professionals are just, you know, complete, complete amateurs themselves. And, oh yeah. And that's really, really uncomfortable and, and a little bit eye-opening. You know, I mean, how, we wanted, how much we actually, need. oh yeah. I mean, we actually wanted to get our lawyer involved to terminate the contract because we realized they were essentially just making up numbers for our finance. skimming like, money. I mean, they're basically just sitting on your that, account. And, and it skimming was that, money. but when we actually were like, where did this number come from? They didn't have an answer. So it's like literally someone was oh, sitting boy. at a desk with a keypad and a blindfold and just like pumping out reports for these buildings <laughs> because the numbers were not rooted in any sort of reality and nothing was reconciled to our it, account. Can you, so so was there any, did you have any recourse about that? Because that is basically the Bernie Madoff of HOA <laughs> management companies. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because the the company itself is a rather large company. And so we have learned, and, and I've heard this from a few other um, board members down here in South Florida, in the, the larger the company, the worse the service. Like there's a complete yeah. inverse relationship where, and this was one of the biggest so, and they, they were all like, I, I was shocked that any of them had jobs. And I was like, I wish I could be this bad at my job and still get paid because it, it was, it was truly shocking. So basically what we did was we fired them. We, we broke our contract wow. um, and they wanted us to pay them That's out a big for the deal. remainder. Oh yeah. We, I mean, cause at this point then too, I mean, everyone was mad. Like we were all furious and it's like this, this is a complete joke and we're paying them a hefty sum of money each month to manage our building and they are literally making up numbers for our financial like accounting statements so um they of course were like well if you yeah sure you can break you just have to pay out the remainder of your contract which was like another like twenty thousand dollars or something and we were like absolutely not if anything you should reimburse us because we have to now go hire actual professionals to clean all this stuff up so um through all of like the examples of this just egregious lack of any sort of accountability or true skill in this profession, they ended up like we kind of came to the middle and we paid them a little bit to get out of the contract, but not nearly the actual sum um, so that we could just move on. And, and it took our, our new CPA, it took her a full year of 
trying to clean up the books to even give us an actual sense of where we were. Um, it was it was shocking. I mean, it was to the point where all of the maintenance that was being paid was just going into like one lump fund. So they hadn't for all even buildings attributed that they managed just for ours, like for all eighty eight oh. units. So we actually didn't have any idea who had paid what. So it was quite embarrassing for our accountant to go back to these unit owners to say, hey, I need you to actually prove that you've paid. Like, Ooh, that's you bad. Show that's, me a, that's a big dissatisfier. Oh, yeah, a big one. And so people were like, what is this? And so we're like, yeah, look, this, this is what it is. And the company is, is, of course, fired. But at the same time, we have to know who has paid and who hasn't. So that's wow. also partly what took it took so long was that it was basically the accountant going unit by unit where there were questions and gaps. Because also too, it was like looks like some months had been paid, some months hadn't. Like it, there was, it, it was a truly shocking failure of any sort of system or process. Um, so after that got cleared up, was only when we realized that this one unit was so far behind. Um, and so then it kind of started the process of trying to get in touch with that person. Um, you know, typically we, we were working then with our, our legal counsel on what the process for collections is and should be and how to handle it as efficiently as possible, um, how the, the lawyers get paid, how the building gets paid and all that good stuff. So Pat, just as a pause, can you give us just a little bit of a, uh, a, a, a peek into the Yelp review you left for this company that you fired? Uh, I mean, it's, it's still ongoing. I, I, I've rewritten it so many times um, <laughs> because when I really sit down, it's, um, yeah, it, it, it goes from a strategic verbal takedown that I think would make, you know, certain reality stars proud to a profanity laced tirade that if it were on network television would just be a series of bleeps. So, I mean, what we have done, I will say is we're a part of, uh, and like I, I try part of neighborhood or, or, um, yes. Yeah. And we We all, we talked to everyone and said, do not ever hire this company. And we gave names. Like we were like, look, if you, speak to any of these people like any of these names run because they are if you see them on the streets spit at them yeah it's really they are useless like just wooden boards of people who will not offer will only offer you pain and heartache that oh god that's so frustrating and they're just going to move on with business we should uh, as, a, as a separate note, a loud note, we should absolutely be talking about neighborhood as a as a full ep- episode because that's uh, uh, or next door. Excuse me, I always next call door. It yeah, next door. Oh, um, there's some real doozies. Yeah, we got we <laughs> we got a lot of lot of things going on in there. Well, we also what's also interesting here is since I live in a um, like a smaller little community. I mean, we're within Dade County, but um, technically our, our little township um, has its own Mr. little Mr. 305 over here. Mr. 305, yeah, this is just, um, you know, I can see downtown from my balcony. We're a few miles away, which is nice, um, but there's a Facebook page, like a group page that I'm a part of, and it is that is also, I think, rivals next door just in terms of the 
wild things that people post and and it's so like our mayor is on it like all of our like local officials and and then a few moderators um as well kind of manage it and it is so wild to see because actually i mean if you if you google i i want to try to maintain some element of privacy not really but um (laughs) i'm gonna slowly draw you out into the public uh, yeah i'm just I, i mean because what was hilarious was we are a very like tiny little township in within miami and um around our our local elections we were also found to be from an independent commission like one of the most like corrupt zip codes in florida (laughs) so so um if that tells you anything i mean there was an insane amount of fraud bribery nepotism i mean it 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 was it was embarrassing um and but we did the, the the ticket was swept by an entirely new group of people who resolved to like try to drain the the, the swamp up here but um but it was even that was wild and not to like to, to like digress too far but um what a, a perfect example the mayor of our little community um that race was so hotly contested because there was this truly psychotic woman who was uh, was running and she was just making up lies about her opponent and she would stand like at like this main intersection with signs just ripping him apart and she had doctored um, these water bills to try to in a smear campaign that was on social media about how he didn't actually live in the village and so um, it was to a point where a judge actually told her to stop because she was just blatantly lying. And the judge was like, you have to stop that because you're spreading untruths about this person. Like, it's been proven that he lives there. And yeah, you're doctoring. Yeah, exactly. And she was basically like, yeah, no. <laughs> she never stopped. I mean, and thankfully she was crushed in the election, but... She just openly defied a judge's orders to stop slandering this guy. And she was, you know, still holding these poster board signs at this main intersection for the morning and evening commutes. Like it was such an insane. Thing oh, my to, gosh. To the yeah, yeah, local local politics is a, is a real nice fight. Oh, for sure. I mean, if you think your HOA can be brutal, get into, you know, a city treasurer or, you know, city council, right? <laughs> well, that's that's the next step, Pat, right? Or, you know, when are you going to run and we can turn this, we can take this up a notch? I mean, you know, I never say never to anything, um, but not anytime soon. I mean, after watching, like, to your your word, knife fight is, is correct. I mean, I, I will say I really like the group that's in here now. They've instituted a lot of new ways of communicating with the, the the residents and i think they're doing a really good job of trying to make you know actual measurable progress and not just their own self-serving interests and they answer questions on this group like they're really really um good so hopefully they'll stick around for a while and and i don't have to throw my hat into the ring because that's that's a whole another level i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna be pushing this pat I mean, look, for mayor I, you know, it's stranger things have happened and, and you never know. I mean, one day, who knows? I could be the superintendent of Miami-Dade County Schools. <laughs> I That's don't know. It. That's it. We'll see. Oh, it's <laughs> an entire semester course on Maury paternity tests. Oh, I mean, the curriculum would be vastly improved under my, my direction. Mandatory choir classes. I just turned everything into Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit. Everyone is a choir. <laughs> and yeah, there would be there would be a lot of uh, sweeping change to our, our financial system. I would actually take those memes to heart, and instead of 
um, parallelograms teach more about taxes and what they mean to you because we don't have parallelogram don't, season. We have don't, tax season. Don't get, me, don't get me started. Don't get me started on, on the lack of financial education in this country. That's a separate podcast for sure. But, Absolutely. Um, but it does spill into when we don't have these things and then people are working for very large management companies and don't know the difference between a credit and a deposit and you know any sort of debt. You get what we had that took a year and a lot more money to clean up. So, I mean, it Brutal. matters. Yeah. Let's so let's you, let's let's actually let's get into it. I want to hear I want to hear about how this really went down. So okay, so we get through this this ex- exceptional exercise of cleaning up our books, and um, you know, it comes to light that there is a unit that owes us about forty thousand dollars in back maintenance fees and also assessments. So this guy has not paid anything. So, you know, we, we look at it and kind of just, you know, like, wow, what a deadbeat. Let's get our lawyer on him ASAP and <laughs> just really kind of going in like pretty hard on this guy because, you know, I, I think, we, and we, especially because we've also, you know, we made it very clear at the very beginning of our, our term that if people do have financial hardships or whatever it is, like, let's be open about it. Let's talk about it. Let's put a plan in place. You know, let's not just ignore it. And so, you know, we had a few people that that did come forth and we appreciated their honesty and we worked out a plan. Like we're not monsters and we know that people have differing financial circumstances and things can change on a dime for people. So cool. Let's, let's just make a plan. So the fact that like that this, you know, Yahoo was just ignoring everything and it hadn't paid at all. Like we didn't really have much patience to try to, you know, come to resolution because when you owe that much money, it was like, all right, we need to just kind of expedite this to collections and, you know, our lawyer and, and really start going after this person. The problem was, was that the unit itself was actually deeded to an LLC that was just the address of the building. So there wasn't really a person, and apparently the sale had been had happened, you know, many many years ago. I think that before the financial crisis uh, of so two thousand eight. No, no administration, you know, administrator name of exactly. saying, you know, L- we owned by LLC, right. you know, direct mail to, you know, Bob Smith. Right. Nothing. So, well, that was the thing. The LLC was the address, and so then that way the mail was also going there too. So it wasn't. We didn't have an actual name of a person to try to you know go after so that made it really really difficult to go back into like the records of like who made because there was a, and i and i don't know if this was just florida or nationally i can't remember all the specifics after some of the the legislation that came out of the financial crisis you know but a big issue in south florida was that people were doing that they were buying these places in cash um, and putting them to these just bogus LLCs to either like hide money, um, you know, so then there was some, obviously some questions around like the drug money that was coming in. Legality. Yeah. Florida a lot and, of foreign buyers in Miami. Right. So like, so then a lot of that changed where it's like, all right, you have to tie it to a person, um, you know, or, or there needs to be some sort of level of transparency. So you're not just creating all these fake shell companies to hide money in properties. So um, that had changed, but the problem was this had been done before all of that. So we really didn't have a person to, to figure out like how, how to get, get to these people to recoup this money for the building. So, um, you know, all, all of this was going on and our lawyer was trying to figure out like how we could trace this sale and, and you know, find it to a person and eventually made some headway. And we realized that the actual guy who that owned the unit had died. So, 
Yeah, so it kind of made us rethink how much you know we were trashing this deadbeat because he was because he's actually dead. <laughs> he, yeah, exactly. So and that was a tough. Uh, that was a, certainly a tough reality pill to swallow. And how did um, you chase that down? I mean, did was that just eventually uncovered by the the lawyer sort of papering various and sundry? I think so. You know, it was LLCs? that. A, yeah, I think I think it was it was through the the law firm was how we found out. So I'm not sure what they they use if they've got you know some sort of PI or of course I can't remember the guy's name now from Arrest Development who was like the you know, you always leave a note, <laughs> you know, that guy who was just kind of like the fixer uh, for the family. I don't know if, if our law firm or condo law firm employs one of those fixers, if you will, to kind of straighten things out. But yeah, they were the ones who figured it out. So because then we said, okay, so the LLC is just a shell. The person who owns it is now dead. So what what do we do? Like, even if we were to like foreclose on the unit, like we're not going to get the money back. Um, so we ended up, um, having to basically like foreclose and like put, put these liens and document and try to, and then we had, I guess there was a, some other period that before a unit could go up for auction or something like that, like you had to give a certain amount of time for to elapse for someone to come forward to say, actually, you know, this, was willed to me or whatever it is like for someone to come forward to, to deal yeah. with it. So it's just been this crazy ongoing process that cost us, you know, more than $40,000. Um, well, and, and legal fees and legal that fees. is not cheap. Exactly. And, and it took them a lot of time, obviously. And, and we have a retainer, but getting billed by the hour, you know, added up really quickly. So, um, you know, and not to mention, and the only kind of way thankful offset to that was, since they were also pursuing in collections, part of that deal was that they the 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 unit owner had to pay the legal fees. So um, the lawyer got paid. So the association the association got paid first, but then they also had to pay the lawyer. So yeah. Um, so thankfully, like that helped because there was so much that was happening with on the collection side to try to just clean that up and make sure that that our our books were were much more balanced and we had a really good idea of of who. Um, you know, is paying on time and, and who is still delinquent. So, and also how far delinquent, because it's like this one unit um, in our, our balance sheets, you know, as we were getting these reports, it was like, you know, some units were one to 30 days behind, then the, you know, the 30 to 60, um, you know, the 60 to 90. And then like, he was in like the 120 plus column, you know, each time. So we ended up essentially having to just write it off. We knew we weren't going to get, you know, any, any money from it and try to foreclose to actually to sell the unit. So that then, you know, we could get someone who's actually paying in in there to, to you know, have that, that unit. Get some cash contributing. flow. Yeah. So it was it was a really wild exercise in that, you know, uh, of a lot of questions of, okay, so what now? And, and thankfully, I mean, there are some protocols. I mean, this isn't the first time, you know, a guy has ever died in South Florida and not paid his bills to his condo. So the, the legal team, um, they were quite helpful in, in helping us. But it still took a tremendous amount of time to even uncover what the truth was and and where things stood. So it was it was And this a, was all while the 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 unit was empty and for sale. Correct. Yeah. Wow. So in terms of the foreclosure, like if you had to foreclose on that, did you have to did you have to close that out to make sure that the the property would uh, be sold? Right. Cuz it's a it's a whole different animal trying to get some, you know, get a buyer for a foreclosed property. Exactly. For a property that's going to have a lien on it. Right. And, it, and you know, we, we, we tried that, but I think at the, 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 the council 
from our, our legal team was basically like, we're not going to get it. So, you know, it's, it's kind of a, it's, it was kind of a wash. We essentially had to eat most of that um, in order to kind of have it be a free and clear. The one thing that we did say was, um, so as part of that foreclosure that the seller had to pay some of the assessments. Hmm. Um, so it was, it was only like, I think it was something like, another like five or six thousand dollars in assessments rather than the full like 40 of the back maintenance yeah so we were able to recoup some and 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 that i think did help once the unit finally was able to get to move because also too it's like it was empty and foreclosed so it was kind of going below market value anyway so we tried to figure out how much could we get out of it for that you know would hopefully make it not be unattractive and just sit at auction or wherever, you know, or sit on that foreclosure list. Um, you know, the, yeah, make versus... it, got to make it move fast so you can yeah, start exactly. to get some cash flow. And yeah. So, but oh, it was brutal. It was just a crazy and, and it's, it's tough, right? Because you're looking at, you know, that was a kind of a really unique scenario because otherwise, you know, we, we are pretty, pretty on top of the people who aren't paying and making sure that we're, you know, that there's a payment plan in place because, you know, the thing is, is it's like, that's what our operating budget goes, you know, that that's what operates our, our, our budget. So, and if everybody else is paying, it's not fair that that one, you know, person just, you know, is, is exempt from it. So um, yeah, it was a really, really wild exercise. Yeah. It's wow. that I, we definitely have not dealt with anything nearly uh, so egregious as that. Um, but everybody's, you know, we've got little nuances in our, you know, in our situation where, yeah, people get 30 days or 60 days behind and then might pay up or, you know, there's a rounding error. We, we end up with a lot of, a lot of, you know, six, 10, 20, $40, um, sort of, uh, you know, sort of, um, bills or, or, or owed money, uh, on the assessments because, when the assessments go up, which they did this past year, you know, people forget to update. Oh, got it. And then you've got, you know, an additional $10 or $40 sort of adding up every month that they do, you know, have not been paying, right. but simply they're paying, but they don't pay the right amount. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, that's always a bit of a, bit of a cluster trying to chase down people who are some, you know, they've been paying by check. Right. Uh, that they deliver, hand deliver or mail for the, you know, the last 15 years. And, you know, they're, they're just not used to doing that. So you got to chase these people down individually or, or find the owners who live elsewhere. And that's always a pain. Oh yeah. Uh, that's, that's a huge issue down here is that yeah. so many people live, don't live here full time or they're renting their units. And yeah, it's that, that has, has certainly proved to be a challenge. Yeah, I think that there's. It's interesting. One of the uh, one of the former board members exp explained to me. I shouldn't. I shouldn't tell everybody the secret, but uh, explained to me that you know the policy has been in my building for years that you know for some of those things when it's a fairly middling amount um, that that you have you know across the course of the year that at the end of the year you know, it's, it's kind of just like, you know, I don't want to chase these people down for 50 bucks. Right. You know, that's a yearly thing. And so it rounds. And so some people just don't, just don't bother because they know it's going to get wiped away. Right. And so, you know, the, you know, whatever it is, the rounding error that you get of, you know, an extra $10 a month, you know, that adds up to 120 bucks. They just, they just don't raise, they just never raise their payment knowing that it's going to be wiped away, which I think is kind of a, 
kind of a little, dick move. Oh but, yeah, a little underhanded. Uh, a little underhanded, but that's you know it's an interesting <laughs> it's an interesting little little trick of the trade for those out there you know who uh, you know want an extra extra ten dollars for uh, you know for lunch one 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 day a month. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, it was funny because when our so our our maintenance has we've tried to not raise it just because it's already kind of high with a yeah. kind of a built-in assessment for this loan that we had taken to do a, the concrete restoration and the new impact windows. But, um, so we have had to assess, but, but I will say one thing that are, that we have is each year we get those little coupon books that you're supposed to, you know, kind of rip out if you're paying by check that have your amount. So mm-hmm. I, I think it's a, an extreme, it's not a bad move. you know, at first I was like, uh, this is like, you know, this feels a little antiquated to me, but it is helpful in making it because it states it like you, you rip out, you know, one sheet from the book each month and it says the amount that you owe. And, um, you know, it's, it's designed to help keep people like organized. I think it was, it was more helpful when more people were paying by checks, but, um, you know, now we're paying pretty much everything online. So it's a little bit different, but it is nice to kind of have a visual reminder each month of, of what it is. That is a good, that is a good idea. I might have to suggest that we've actually had better, adoption recently because people have not been able to go deliver by check uh, to mm. the office anymore and now that you know we have to all stay away from each other right um so that's actually that's actually been a you know a small silver lining uh is that you know our our accounting is a little bit more fluid uh and and easy to manage see these are the of, kinds of good stories that we need to be yeah, hearing about you know the, this... the cnn is really burying these these silver linings yeah i mean do we need to talk about how many people die every day? Let's talk about how much easier my life is as the yeah. treasurer now that, you know, um, you know, uh, uh, Bertha down the down the hallway, you know, has gotten her, uh, you know, her, her payment in, in, in the right order. That's those are the stories that I want to read. You know, yeah. I don't I'm, I'm sick of hearing about the, the dolphins in Italy. Like, give me some new stuff. I would like to know more about how the, the positive change in a condo association, you know, rather than. The yeah, the, how the fish have returned to the clean canals of Venice. Old news. Yeah, nobody nobody needs that. Nobody needs that. I don't want to hear that bad news. I want to hear about you know the fact that you know my life is easier because uh, now I can tell my neighbors I have to stay away from you and I have a, a legitimate excuse. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay. So the Himalayas can be seen from India now for the first time in thirty years. So what? I, I can pay my maintenance online now and, and, you know, our books are balanced. Like that's, yeah. these are the things that matter. Absolutely. Absolutely. We need to focus on, on me. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody focus on me. Focus on Stephen. Let, highlight his efforts as treasurer and know that they are not in vain. That is correct. Well, so what else? I mean, have you guys had any other like with any any other like accounting issues or or anything recently? Um, I mean, there's there's always the the there's always you know a couple interesting things that that happen. Um, I mean, with the you know with the dues that are that are owed, you know, we we occasionally have people who want to pay it on their own schedule. They don't they don't like the way that the world works, where you know month by month, you know, there's a new payment. They want to do it, you know, on the on their calendar. Um, which is always kind of a, a, a weird and annoying situation because you want to take them at their word where they say, I want to pay every six months. And you sort of say, well, why, why do you, right. why do you, why do you, why do you want to do that? Cause that's, that's not helpful to us. And, you know, and, but then you have to trust this, you know, I'm going to do it. 
And then you got to wait six months and see if, okay, are they actually going to do that? And, you know, we have, we have one, one person who, you know, a few people that want to pay every three months and one person that wants to pay every six months. And, you know, the three months you, you can obviously see the pattern a little bit sooner. So you can see, you know, every quarter they're paying or they're not paying, right. but every six months, I mean, you got, you got one chance Ooh, before, roll the dice. you know, the roll of the dice. And so, you know, if they miss that six month period, then you go, you can go talk to them, but then they, Oh, I'm going to be back on it. And they pay that. But then are you going to have to chase them every year? And then you've got payments sort of accruing or not accruing year over year. And then you, you know, that's, that's a problem from a yearly budget perspective. So, so that, that is a little obnoxious. Um, and you know, I, I don't know really what the, the situation is, why that is the case, whether they're, you know, they want to scoop up an extra half a percent of, of interest, you know, on their, on their right. money. Right. in their in their uh bank of america savings account but uh but i don't know you know and, and also you know if you're if you're strapped for cash on a six-month basis you know then this is not a good situation for you um i don't know yeah, there may be some other elements of financial literacy that should be gleaned before jumping into some condo purchases yeah i mean that's that's the thing that i would definitely say of anybody anybody anywhere who's living on their own rent uh, own of any kind, condo, home, whatever it is, make sure that you are educating yourself on some personal finance literacy, uh, because you're probably leaving money on the table if you aren't fully aware of, of some of the details and the intricacies. And, you know, generally, you know, it, it's, you just got to be on top of those things, um, for everybody's benefit. Uh, certainly my own, again, let's come back to me. Uh, it's for my benefit and, and that's why you should do what you do. I mean, um, if, if we had better editing right now, I'd want to insert the the more you know sound effects from NBC. Absolutely. And but uh, you know, just imagine that in in your in your brain cinema that that you just heard that sound. You get the rainbow across, yeah. right over your everybody over right right in front of you. You just got exactly. rainbow left to right. Um, so I mean, that's that's one that comes to mind. I think that you know one of the challenges of managing the budget in general, I mean, if we're just going to talk sort of generally about the budget and less about the dues is that, and this is something that I didn't anticipate having to, to discuss with the the rest of the board, um, or more generally, uh, you know, the, the unit owners that live in the building in general, but that costs can vary month to month, that there is variability and variation from the budgeted projection. Right. Sure. And this was this was something I had to explain in, in very great detail to some of my fellow board members that, you know, the one of the bills that we have, utilities that we pay, um, is not going to adhere exactly to my projection for the year. Um, the projection that I, you know, that I built for our, our 2020 plan um, on a monthly basis, we may have variation in that utility cost based on any variety of factors that you could think of on use, on utility cost, on utility resources, whatever the case is. But that was something that I did not anticipate having to explain that when this in particular, you know, on the course of a year, you know, we anticipated a certain amount for, uh, you know, to have to pay. Uh, and then we simply just straight line projection, just divided up by 12. And there you have your, your expense. I mean, is it not the very basis. definition of a projection? I mean, that's yeah. I mean, that's, that's, and, that's and, and, surprising. And, and what I realize is the words that we, 
you know, the, the words that are used um, didn't have the same meaning to me as they did to to some of my fellow board members. And, you know, that uh, that that needed to be explained. It's quite surprising. Yeah. I mean, it was it it it, it, it blew my mind that, you know, you, you people don't look at this the same way that, you know, that they anticipate that there is a very cut and dry, you know, uh, situation where, you know, if you say this is going to, you know, I anticipate this is going to cost 1500 a month, that they would expect that if it's 1510 that there's a, a horrible, horrible error that's gone right. on. And then the next month when it's 14 you know, 30 that, oh, glorious. Like what, you know, right, what, right. What, what's your secret? You just saved us $70 this month. Like what's your secret? Well, uh, you know, there is no secret. Right. It's simply just roll the dice. Which is surprising. I mean, and, and as, as you all know, Stephen, I'm certainly not the most, you know, financially savvy in that most of my retirement planning is based on my TY Beanie Baby collection and the Beanie Baby Futures. But I like, mean, there's, yeah, but you know, you never know. I mean, with, with the way that the market is going today, you know, with this whole coronavirus and sort of economic, you know, uh, uncertainty, you know, hard assets like gold, like Beanie Babies become much more valuable. You know, people start to put trust in the things that they can see, that they can hold, that they can snuggle at night, right. like a Beanie Baby. Exactly. So, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't write those off. They That's come been in my, I mean, people laugh and balk, but just you wait. Those limited editions, you know, are going to certainly fund my boat in about 30 years uh, when I'm, you know, out there. But, but even but, I know the differences in, you know, between things like projections and how, you know, utilities work and, and. Yeah, like the, it's just surprising that another group of otherwise capable people don't see that and don't understand. It it is unusual, and and you know it's something that you know I wonder whether you know am I blowing out of proportion or am I crazy? Am I taking crazy pills? Right. But you know it, it's 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 wild, and I think that that's that's one of the biggest challenges for me, and I probably for you is you know dealing with people who are of different ages, different backgrounds, different experiences, you know, the things that you take for granted as a, a given are not always understood in the same way or understood at all. Um, for sure. And that can be, that can be challenging. Um, it is. Yeah, that, that is, it is tough. And I think that, you know, thankfully we haven't had that level as I think everyone on our board has, you know, enough of a working knowledge of, these terms and there are certain things that I've certainly had to ask some clarification on but I think that you know because we actually had to go through such a detailed accounting exercise um, I think it made all of us a little bit more savvy about oh yeah everybody has to become a little bit of an expert for sure I mean just to make sure that we didn't you know come up short or, or come up you know in, in a place where where we needed something and didn't have the the, the funds because to even to even assess in Florida is also a process. So like, you know, we yeah. couldn't just say, oh, well, we didn't budget, budget correctly. And now, you know, we're over on our water bill. So everyone needs to pay an extra 20 bucks this month. Like it doesn't work like that. And, and you can't do that. So, you know, you have to have some wiggle room and know some of your margins of error and, and have some of those cushions in your reserves just, just in case, um, you know, you have those unforeseen things or something you budgeted for like legal gets, you know, way over budget because now you're chasing up all these people for collections. Like it's, you know, yeah, there, there has to be some element of, 
of, of knowledge, but also fluidity because things do change throughout the course of a year. Yeah. I mean, you have to sort of hope for the best and plan for the worst. Right. Uh, is, is, and, and that's, that's, you know, some of that, you know, my, I, I take for granted the, the general understanding of, of certain financial topics, having had a lot of experience in that area. But, you know, what I don't have is I don't have experience for, or a lot of experience with, you know, being on a board or even seeing the things that can happen. So every time something goes wrong, it's new to me and it just, you know, blows my mind that this is, this is, you know, this is what happens or could happen. Uh, So it's true. I mean, it's surprising. It is surprising. I think think the, the, the rule of thumb that I've heard is that, you know, if you think about, you know, the average person and how smart or informed or, you know, competent the average person is, half of all people are even less competent, less smart, and less informed than that. <laughs> yeah. You know, which is kind of a scary, scary idea. Yeah, I believe um, it was the great Tommy Lee Jones in, I think it was the first Men in Black that described something so aptly that has always stuck with me along with a stellar performance from him and Will Smith, but um, how a, a person is smart, but a group of people can be rash and stupid i forgot what the actual words he used but i've always thought about that because i think that yeah exactly it's like yeah you can have an individual who is switched on and knowledgeable but then sometimes you know if yeah if you're in a, a large group of people it can be really challenging because then there's so many competing you know interests and people aren't listening or, or thinking rationally um or, or logically so um i've all you know i thank the great tommy lee for for um his his inspirational speech and then and then critically acclaimed piece of american cinema i mean he's had he had some real real moments in pop culture you know he's he's had some some very you know just rock solid performances you know i i think of i always think when i think of tommy lee i think of not only just a a, a super weathered face but uh but you know um harrison ford looking him in the eye uh, in that sewer pipe in, uh, in, um, uh, I can't remember the movie now. The Fugitive? In The Fugitive. Oh. And he says, I'm innocent. And Tommy Lee Jones looks him in the eye and says, I don't care. Yep. And I mean, I think if nothing, if nothing else, I mean, that speaks to kind of the American experience, you know, when the other, when the world goes, Hey, we're in trouble. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, that was, you know, I had, a, I had a similar reaction to someone who had been quite behind on, on their maintenance and had had a payment plan agreed upon, completely blew it off, and then only got in touch with us to want to discuss once he got some correspondence from our lawyer after being three months behind. When he's like, hey, I'd like to have a meeting with the board. And yeah, at that point, I was like, you've had several chances and you we've had several plans that you have not at all adhered to. So guess what? I don't care. <laughs> I mean, and it's like, you know, you don't oh, want to be boy. too harsh with people, but yeah. it's also like at the end of the day, we have tried to be abundantly um, flexible and, and work with people's different you know financial circumstances. But when you stop communicating and you stop paying my patients, you know, I think all of our patients on the board, it, it, it erodes quite quickly because, you know, you didn't hold up your end of the bargain and you also didn't even communicate. If something changed again, fine, tell us. Like, let's, like, I think especially now in these really uncertain economic times and people are experiencing a lot of hardship, you do have to communicate. And so if, you know, 
if you're, if you're not going to be able to make your full payments, like we need to know that and we need to talk about it because, you know, it's only going to get worse, you know, for, for people who, because our protocols are liens and foreclosures and we, and nobody wants to do that. Like that is yeah. a truly last absolute last resort because that's not, you know, a road that any of us want to go. Down. I think that idea goes towards, you know, for both sides, I think over communication is the table stakes. You know, sure. you, if you think you're communicating enough, you're probably not communicating enough. If you think you're over communicating, that's probably the right amount. And that goes for, for both sides, you know, for, for anybody who is, you know, having to deal with a, a difficult situation in, in their life, you know, let's say with their board or, or any, any large organization of any kind, um, you know, f- as the individual dealing with that situation, you know, that's personal to you, but right. there may be. 10, 15, 50 more people like that. And, you know, you've got to make sure that your communication is getting to the right place and to the right people. Um, and, you know, it's not getting lost in the shuffle. Right. And from the board, you know, you've got to make sure that you're communicating individually with each of these people because they need to know and feel comfortable with the whole situation, even though you may be sending the same message 10 or 15 times, uh, you know, you're it's to you know every single person is only getting it once and so you know they may need multiple multiple times to hear it before it sinks in um and so that may mean you know 15 30 45 times you're communicating a similar message but it's only one two three times to each person it's so true and i think that you know today's lesson in financial literacy is know what you're getting yourself into don't die without having a contingency plan for your unit and over communicate. Yeah, I can. I, I cannot underline enough. Proper estate planning, gotta have it. Gotta have it. I don't leave I, your heirs with a mess. Yeah, I mean it's or or your board. I mean or your board. Yeah, or your board. Or better yet, make your board your heir, and then they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna forgive a lot after that. For sure, absolutely. Make me the beneficiary. <laughs> Any, of my, any, 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 anybody over in my building over 60 that happens to be listening to this, make me your heir. <laughs> you I know, will forgive Uncle Steven, Cousin Steven is, is ready to, to inherit everything. Take, take, Let's, take it all. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm, make, me, make me the heir. <laughs> Let's do some Brewster's Millions. Well, I think... <laughs> Well, I think on that note, Stephen, I certainly want to, I have a t-shirt design in mind for hashtag make me your heir, and I, I want to certainly get to work on that. So um, I think we'll, uh, you know, put a pin in this one today, but thank you all so much for listening. And uh, we'll look forward to coming back to you with uh, some more exciting HOA news and other ways that you can uh, make Stephen wealthy by leaving him your Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, if I haven't said it enough, it's really all about me and making me wealthy. So <laughs> let's... Let's do that, guys. You know, I'm looking forward to your ideas, your feedback. You know, how, how can how can I improve my financial situation? Um, but beyond that, if any of you have thoughts, questions, uh, you know, comments on the show, we'd love to hear more from uh, the listeners. Uh, I think we've you know we've had a little bit of uh, you know lis- listener feedback, and we've got more coming up in some of the upcoming shows. But you know, keep that coming because I think that makes for very interesting content. Uh, to, to discuss is not just what Pat and I are, are doing, but, you know, what are you guys doing? What are you dealing with? What are the challenges uh, that, that you have? And we'd love to talk about those. Absolutely. Well, in the meantime, everyone stay safe, keep paying your maintenance, and uh, we'll be coming to you very, very soon. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. 
Have a good one. Take, all right, take care.